Welcome to My HR Podcast. Let's talk about the legal side of HR. Here's your host, Kevin Mosier, presented by Thompson Co. and My HR Genius. Hi, this is Kevin Mosier, attorney at Thompson Co. Cousins and Irons, and welcome to the My HR Podcast series. Today, we are going to talk about sexual orientation, discrimination, and some recent Supreme Court cases. With me, I have Stephanie Rojo, who is one of my partners in our Austin, Texas office at Thompson Co. Stephanie? Good morning, everyone. Thank you. So (laughs) Stephanie and I are really excited because this is our first podcast. So first podcast for the My HR podcast series, and then also, obviously, first podcast that Stephanie and I are doing together. So we are really excited to bring this one to you. The sexual orientation discrimination issue that is before the U.S. Supreme Court now, as of like about a week ago or so, that the U.S. Supreme Court has decided to take this issue on and to finally examine uh, something that has been out there for last couple decades, at least, as a as a real major legal issue for the federal courts. Yes, definitely. In, in my neck of the woods, for 20 or 30 years now, this has been sort of an outstanding issue. So I'm, I'm happy that they're going to take it up and, and get some uniformity across the country. So the issue is, you know, does Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, that's been around for, you know, 50 or so years, does Title VII prohibit employers from discriminating against people based on either their gender identity or sexual orientation. And, and so, you know, down in Texas, Stephanie, it's it's a big issue because of federal courts. But I'll tell you, Minnesota, I think, was one of the very first states to actually at the state level prohibit sexual orientation, gender identity discrimination. So for employers up here, you know, it's been it's been just the law of the land for quite a long time that that you just can't discriminate on that basis. Yeah, and in Texas, Texas is interesting because we have some cities that have adopted city ordinances prohibiting discrimination based on sexual orientation, but the state has refused to do that, or at least hasn't done that yet. And I'm, I'm curious to see if the U.S. Supreme Court decides this way if the Texas state courts will actually follow it or not, because usually they, for, for Texas labor code claims of discrimination, they usually defer to federal law to a large extent but I don't know if this will be a similar issue or not. Yeah. You're saying Austin has a prohibition on this? We do. We do. Yeah. It's a city, a city ordinance. So. Right, right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think many people are so terribly surpri- surprised by, by Austin being the outlier in, in Texas yeah. on this yeah. issue. Yeah, we're not actually not the only one either. Some other cities prohibit it as well. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, the issue of sexual orientation, discrimination, transgender identity, and gender identity issues is... You know, obviously something that's really come out in the last several years with the legalization of of marriage. But so many people are still surprised when you say, because they just assume, you know, the the country as under federal law has progressed to the point of recognizing these as discrimination and, you know, ways that you can't discriminate against people. But really, it's really unclear whether federal law prohibits gender identity discrimination, transgender discrimination, sexual orientation discrimination. You know, when you're talking to people, Stephanie, I mean, what are people saying to you on this? Well, I, you know, there are obviously differences of personal opinion on on how this should go down. And there's actually sort of some recognition of this type of claim in the Fifth Circuit, which covers Texas, but a plaintiff who wants to bring the kind of claim has to basically allege that they were discriminated against because they did not conform to traditional gender stereotypes. And 
this gender stereotype is basically the only way to succeed on this sort of claim. It started with the Price Waterhouse case 30 years ago, I guess, and basically that case was about a woman who had applied for partnership at PwC, and but they thought that she was too masculine, she didn't wear makeup, she dressed a certain way that they thought wasn't feminine enough, and the court recognized that as a cause of action, a failure to conform to female, traditional female gender stereotypes. That's really the only exception that's been made for someone that falls into this category. So it, it'll be interesting to see if, if the Supreme Court actually recognizes sexual orientation as a basis for bringing a discrimination claim, because that will definitely change Fifth Circuit case law. Yeah, and I think that the failure to conform issue of the technical issues, you know, and we don't want to not to get too technical on the exact issues that are before the Supreme Court in these cases, but the failure to conform, that is probably the lower hanging fruit that, you know, even with what seems to be a conservative interpretation leaning Supreme Court, that even this Supreme Court might grant that. As you know, in one of these cases, I believe it's the Stevens case, this issue of failure to conform is at play is one of the issues before the Supreme Court. And so I could see the Supreme Court following what the, even the Fifth Circuit saying this, right. see the Supreme Court even finding that, yes, that part of the Stevens case that you can't, that it is part of uh, Title VII's prohibition on sex discrimination to to discriminate against somebody because of their failure to conform when somebody is asserting transgender uh, rights. So, but, Kevin, what do you yeah. think the Supreme Court is going to do with this question of whether sexual orientation itself is a covered basis for bringing a dis- discrimination claim under Title Seven? Yeah, my gut tells me that it's going to be a, a five-four decision, like like so many things are. I guess this is one of the issues we're going to see what these new Supreme Court justices do. My guess is that the new justices are going to look at a strict interpretation of Title Seven. And Title Seven, you know, when it was written back in the late '60s. It doesn't say anything about sexual orientation. It doesn't say anything about gender identity. It talks about sex discrimination. And the EOC has taken the position that sex discrimination has basically evolved into areas of gender identity and sexual orientation. But I I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious what your thoughts are. But, but to me, I can see conservative, strict interpretation type of justices finding that Title VII just does not read to open up to sexual orientation and transgender, gender identity issues. Yeah, I tend to agree with the court made up as it is now. I, th- I think that's the likely result. If you'd asked me three years ago, I might have said it would have gone differently, but uh, yeah. you know, we, we are where we are. I think they will probably defer to Congress to say, look, if you intend for this to be covered under Title VII, then you need to make it that way. Yeah. And actually amend the law. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think ultimately people want to, uh, you know, increase this right. But unless they surprise both of us, I I think this is likely to be a state-by-state issue. I mean, right now we've got 22 states that prohibit some form of sexual orientation discrimination. I mean, it's it's almost half the country. So that really, this law is really looking at changing the other 28 states and how they, you know, including Texas, but even, even in Texas, you've got, like you said, those ordinances, you know, that cover probably a large population within Texas that are going to protect them on sexual orientation or discrimination rights and that sort of thing. So I don't know. I, I think this is going to continue to be a state issue after the Supreme Court, unless Congress gets involved in, I'm, I'm not confident Congress is going to do anything. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, good. We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> we, we, we will. We'll get a decision from the Supreme Court this this fall. So, Stephanie, thank you so much. Thank for, you, Kevin. Yeah, for joining in on this. And thank you, everybody, for listening on our first podcast. And we will be bringing you many more in the future. For more information on Thompson Co. and the My HR Genius program, please visit myhrgenius.co.